Hello and welcome to the BTF podcast. That's the Back to Football podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. It's the 11th of February. We're coming at you live on Twitch and you may also be listening on Spotify, iTunes and all good podcast providers. If you are, um, obviously, thank you very much for listening to the show over the last year. Um, we appreciate it. I'm joined in the studio today by two other co-hosts in the virtual studio, we'll say. Um, first up, we've got the OG John Miller. How you doing, John? I'm doing very well, Dan. How are you? Yeah, man. Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, we can admit it. A, a few technical hitches here at the start of the show. Um, there was, you know, some stuff with the with the live stream and... Uh, Maybe people could only hear me in the beginning. Maybe that was my plan all along was to actually just uh, gradually, you know, phase other people out and, and turn this into a, a one man show. Um, but of course, I'm, I'm, I'm only joking. Um, and we wouldn't have the wonderful John Aldini on board if that was the case. How are you doing, John? You all good? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, man. Yes. Um, so in in the lost tapes, we're going to call them now, um, the bit of the podcast that that the public will never hear um you had some really horrible things to say about all our other co-hosts so do you want to go back over uh, some of that what you said about greg in particular or should we just leave, should we just leave it parked in in the past no man i don't mind <laughs> we're talking about well, hey, we could. liverpool how like they're quite on quite doing badly and i don't mind it you know i'm i'm pretty happy seeing liverpool fans and liverpool doing badly this season even though they're not doing that that bad, you know, they're only fourth, which mm-hmm. is, you know, where they should be. Ever since I've been born, they should be. So, yeah, man, it's not like there's any Liverpool fans who's going to come on this chat and say say anything and, and have a debate with me. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll hopefully get it soon. Um, but yeah, obviously their, their season has, has hit... Um, a rocky spell that's kind of gone on, you know, 2021 in, in general has not really been a, their year yet. Um, but I think things are kind of far from over, but at the same time, it does feel a lot like Pep's Man City is kind of running away with things and starting to, to click into a gear that maybe no one else is going to reach um, this season. Um, if I'm just going to throw out some early questions here. If Pep Guardiola wins this you know the premier league this season do you think he should stay and 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 keep managing man city or do you think he should just like drop the mic and 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 leave the leave the premier league and and where does he where does he rank at this point in in the in the great managers of all time i'm going to come to john miller on that one uh me i'd love to see him go because then you know some other teams might get a chance every other year but no i i think he's got to stay i don't i think he will stay i think the biggest, I don't. Where's he going to go? Really? What back to Barcelona? Mm-hmm. You know, he's managed all the top top teams at the moment. He he come to City, who were there or thereabouts under different managers, um, Pellegrini, you know, Mancini, whatever. Um, he's coming. He's taken him to another level. Um, yeah, where's he going to go? I mean, national team maybe. Um, I think he's probably a bit too young for that. I think he likes the day to day. You can see he relishes the challenge. You know, Liverpool winning it last year and he's, you know, pressed the reset button in every reset button and then he's gone gone back at it. Um, and um some of their players are just, you know, you know, Gundawan's having the season of his life. Um, you know, it's just they yeah, he's just he's a where does he rank? Um I think he's in the top three for me. Um I think 
if you're honest and you're not a Liverpool fan, um, you will probably go. You'd probably go Ferguson, right? Wenger, yeah. 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 In in the like Premier at the moment League, at Premier the moment League Premier League at yeah. the moment yeah I think if Klopp wins another two two trophies you then throw him in there obviously you have got to put Mourinho in there as well I'd probably put Mourinho above Klopp at the moment as number four I think maybe Chelsea fans might say that Mourinho is probably three over Wenger John might want to pipe in about that but for me I'd go. Just because of Wenger, you know, he was... And I, I put Wenger in there, not just because of achievements, but time. I think timing gets him in there as well in terms of mm-hmm. when he came, you know, the things he did, changed football, things that managers like Mourinho and Pep would have learned from, you know, about yeah. diets and the training and, 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 and things that he did to revolutionise the game. So that is, is not bigger than a trophy, but it's big in itself. That's the thing that people talk about Wenger the most. Yes, they talk about unbeaten run season. They talk about all the trophies in his first 10 years. But they also talk about the way that he revolutionised the game and had, you know, Ferguson on his toes thinking, what the hell is going on over there? I, I need to copy some of the things that they're doing um, at Arsenal. So for that reason, for me, he, he's number two. Um, and then I think, yeah, Pep, sorry, number three. Um, I think I'm, I think Pep's number three at the moment. But... Yeah, man, I'll let you lot decide. That's that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the, the interesting thing is I probably don't know enough about how how much of a kind of revolution or revolutionary was Alex Ferguson. Obviously, he's got the titles and he had all the success, etc. But I don't know. I mean, I've seen in interviews I've seen with him sort of post-management, um, he certainly seems to be... You know, I'd love to see what the the the, uh, the common thread is through these top managers, um, and I've certainly in, in in interviews with Ferguson, I've seen that he's very interested in the ideas of others and research, and you know what people are doing in different sports in order to to motivate their um, players and what they're doing to get up to that next physical level as well. Um, I've particularly heard him referencing um, a lot of. Um, the horse racing side of things obviously we know he's he's really into his into his horse racing but um, I know that he is just generally interested in sports but I wonder if it is that kind of listening um, and being able to take information that's out there and things that are known and then apply that to to the next level because it it feels kind of like um, I don't know so much about Wenger and and what his influences were as a manager and and where that came from was it What's the the football academy in France that a lot of the Fontaine. Yeah, was it was did Wenger come through that system? I'm or, not entirely sure actually. Yeah, I don't know who his mentors yeah. were but per se, but obviously Guardiola worked with, um, you know, he was there the Bobby Robson Rijkaard. kind of side of things, and then yeah, took Rijkaard's work and and and. Which is had all kind of, in a way, stemmed from um, Cruyff, Cruyff's Cruyff, influence yeah. on, on on Barcelona. Um, so yeah, and then and then I think I'd probably lean more towards Ferguson taking influence from people like um, Brian Clough and that era of management. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting to see, you know, what the 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 commonalities are are between these. Um, these managers because they are all kind of revolutionaries in their own way um and i guess you know klopp is the most recent example of someone 
taking ideas that exist in, the, in this is it Gagan Gengen press or Gagan press um, style of play, and and actually impose it on that that next level and that top level, um, which is very much what Pep did. He sort of took the um, the uh, the Cruyff values of of tick attacker and and you know um, let the ball do the work rather than the players run around. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I would agree though with you, John. I think he is probably number number three um, at the moment in in sort of Premier League history. Would you agree, John Aldinho? John Aldinho, you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, it's um, Miller, Jonathan Miller. He, he all names though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say John. Uh, so he, <laughs> come with the name. He mentioned um, Mourinho, and I think if the third season of every, you know, if it was Chelsea time um, never happened, you could potentially include him. But he also went to United, and now he's at Tottenham. So it's like, it's a weird legacy because you can't forget all of the other stuff Ooh. that's happened. Um and yeah, man, it's just a shame that everything goes so sour. At least with like Wenger, he was a revolutionary, and, and he, even though he didn't win titles in his you know second half of his tenure, he was still in the top four, and he was doing it on a shoestring budget compared to everyone else. And like that's something that you have to you have to admire. He's trying to do everything with youth and like. Yeah, man. I think the three, the three that you guys have mentioned, I think, I think you're pretty much spot on. Yeah, I'd also like to add. Like, I think I don't begrudge Man City and the money, but I think coming to Arsenal would have been so ideal for someone like Pep to come from what he was doing at Barcelona. You could see that, you know, with, with people like Fabregas and. And what Arsenal was trying to, Arsenal Wenger was trying to play Barcelona football with, <laughs> with Fiat Puntos. Um, you know, he was trying to, you know, he was trying to like, he didn't have the tools. He had the partners <laughs> and that, but he, he, he tried to do it. It would have been, it would have been interesting to see what, what would have happened if somebody, he had a similar sort of, you know, ethos about playing style and, and, and the way to play the game would have then, success succeeded um Wenger I think the only reason why I think Wenger would there be I think he's number two cemented but I think the only reason why any fan out there for any team would debate it is that kind of second half of his his, his, his career maybe he did stay a little bit too long yeah. um but for the first half of it I mean going um, unbeaten you know turning players that were no names into like quality players, you know, people get a lot of credit for that. Now you look at managers get judged by that. You go, well, has that player improved? You know, got Brendan Rodgers and you look at, has he improved the players that have, have, have come to Leicester? Like, has he improved players that are already there? Like the Vardy's, has he got better? Have they got better? And, he, and they have. So um, I think Wenger did that. And I think for that reason, yeah, the youth, you know, the titles, uh, the, changing the game I think he's definitely in there I just, I just think I'd love Pep to stay and like just to because at the moment it just it does seem like we're losing that we're losing that person that's here for 10 years that mm. people can really really love you know what I mean really like 
like Arsenal, Arsenal fans deep down, yeah, there was some like Wenger out, Wenger out, but they probably love Wenger. Man United fans, they love, um, you know, Ferguson. And I think if Mourinho was allowed to stay for another few years at Chelsea, the first first part, mm-hmm. they'd probably love him too. I just think now it's kind of like three years, four years, and then people go, and then people go, yeah, he was a great manager, but he lost the dressing room in the end. Like people are not given that time to then rebuild and rebuild and. And that's how you, they get that legendary status. The fact that, look at Alex Ferguson, how many teams, like they won a Champions League twice, titles, when, you've, you know, when certain players had to get moved on, they suffered for a season, other people won the title and they came back. Kind of what Pep's doing now. And I just hope that he maybe stays for another four years, maybe, just to really rubber stamp it and go down as a legendary Premier League manager, if he isn't already anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think just to... Just to touch on uh, Sir Alex, I think um, he never lost the dressing room. I don't remember ever hearing that any like any chat of him losing the dressing room. You know, as soon as he had an issue with someone, kick them. You know, yeah, wake in, yap, stam, they destroy all of them, and they're gone. And um, yeah, that's Beckham. what Beckham as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's, yeah, well, I th- that's so much respect on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I guess it's kind of, you know, some people will respect that and think it's good management, and then others will be like, not that you're running away from your problems at that point, but it's it's kind of it's a very much a totalitarian way of doing it. It's like it's me in my way or the highway. Basically, I'm not going to have any other egos in the in the dressing room, and I think. Um, it kind of it did work out, you know. It worked out for for Ferguson, and I think he knew that you couldn't afford to have, you know, you couldn't afford to be in a position where you might lose the dressing room. Um, and I think as soon as he identified people like Keane towards the end of his time there, that were that were kind of sowing seeds of doubt throughout the the squad and stuff, and 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 making kind of public comments in interviews about other players and and stuff like that. Yeah, if he he would just get rid of them. Um, I don't necessarily think, um, you know, it's, it's something, uh, Greg's just chiming in here, is is losing the dressing room more common because of the type of players we have now? Earning more, agents uh, play a more prevalent role, um, more entitlement, etc. I mean, surely, yeah, that probably is um, part of it as well. Players yeah, are kind of coming in with a bit of leverage on the whole situation to begin with anywhere, maybe set in terms, especially a, a clubs that are in positions, you know, if you're not Man City or Liverpool at the moment, where you're like, you should be probably finishing in the top two, um, you can kind of bring players in and, you know, they want to join your club and they probably do more to join your club than, than you'll have to do to get them to join. Um, but whereas, you know, if you're an Arsenal or if you're any of the teams that are kind of a bit on the rocks and maybe a Europa League club more often than a Champions League club, you also lose that leverage to get the top players. And that is, like Greg says, where the agents kind of come in and uh, maybe set some terms and, and the player has a bit more power than they would have used to, maybe off the bat. Um yeah, no, I take that. That's that's a, that's a fair point. It, it, football's changed, and yeah, I think people might say Alex Ferguson went could could have stayed on a little bit longer, but he probably saw the the the, the tide changing. If that's the right word, <laughs> he probably saw things changing, and thought, yeah, you know, it's, it's, people like me would probably be seen as a dinosaur. 
in the yeah. next couple of years, it's probably time to to hang up the boots, as it were. And I think there's a difference between Wenger. He probably should have gone at around a similar time. Um, but um, yeah, I think there's a lot that that's changed. There's so much player power now. Managers, players will go and see the owner. I mean, I cannot imagine a Van Nistelrooy going to see Malcolm Glacier. Uh, yeah, um, or Edward or, Yeah, yeah. What? Who was the guy? Who was the guy? Was it Gill? David yeah, Gill? David Gill, yeah, his son Sport, got a cap yeah. also. Yeah, and being like, you know, um, you know, why am I not playing? Mm. You know, should be, you should get someone else in. You know, that wouldn't happen now. That would I wouldn't have that would happen now. Sorry, wouldn't you hear about that stuff that all the time. You you heard about that less and less back then. People yeah. just had a little bit more respect and it was like you say, a bit more total um I can't even say that word that you just said. Totalitarian, uh, yeah. Totalitarian, that's the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and back then, and a bit more, yeah, a bit more, you know, that bit more that way, my way or the highway, you get sold. Now it's like, yeah, let's let's, let's do a coup. Let's go see the yeah, owner. Yeah, yeah, You know, get him out. A mutiny. Yeah, a bit of a mutiny. Players down in tools, like, sort of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a different time now. It's a completely different time. And there's also not a lot, we don't really see a lot of manager movement. It does very much feel like managers do tend to cut ties completely with a club before they move. Like there's not a lot of kind of manager moving, you know, when a manager gets poached from one club to the other. I think uh, Pochettino went from Southampton to to Spurs mid-season was it I can't remember exactly if it was mid-season or not but you don't see a lot of that kind of lateral movement within the Premier League um, which also makes me think that it is kind of um, you know man- managers almost managers are literally expected to get sacked at some point now um, when I think of someone like Slaven Bilic you know he's taken a job somewhere wherever he goes he's taken a job knowing just going to hang on for as long as I can yeah I'm not. I haven't really got any grand plans to be to you know to to have a dynasty here at West Brom or whatever. He was a West Ham before all the Wests. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that that yeah, a job for life in management now just is quite rare. And that's yeah. where how you know is- hats off to someone like Sean Dyche. Yeah, totally. And how long has, has Pep been at City now? It's a it's a it's a good while. Yeah. I think he might be on his fourth season. I want to yeah. say, um, but I w- I had one one more point about before we move on from managers is you mentioned Ilkay Gundogan having like a unreal season, um, and obviously we've also got like Luke Shaw is playing really well, Fred is playing really well for Man United. These are all players that were kind of way underperforming, and, and we almost thought had gone like over the hill, um, and. They seem to be playing really well, and there's there's lots of other other players at clubs this year um, that are doing the same. But yeah, is that is that a sign of of you know good management in in this time that there, there's been these these players that are kind of reviving their career? I know both Luke Shaw and I think Gundogan as well had had injuries and stuff, and they'd had bad experiences maybe with with um, I know Shaw had had a bad experience with Mourinho. Um, but yeah, if you can, if you can get a player that that everyone because you know, I think we'd all be on the same page if we said we thought Luke Shaw was like done out there, really, especially yeah, yeah, at, at Man United. Like no one yeah. expected Shaw to be coming back as one of the best left backs in the Premier League this year. Yeah. Um, 
so you know is is that him and and Fred and you know a couple of the other Man United players that have started playing better this year. Um, Lindelof as well, I think, has been fairly consistent. Um, does that kind of um, suggest that Oli is maybe a little bit of a better manager than than we give him credit? I think it's the fans. There's no fans in the stadium, <laughs> and like I was listening to something recently. Like most players are like the players that we're seeing now that are doing better are like training ground players. Yeah. So they'll do good. They'll do well when there's you know, no pressure. And you kind of you kind of seeing that being reflected in in certain results. And like um, I mean, look at West Ham. Look how good they're doing. Yeah. And usually the bowling ground is like it's hell for those players. Ooh. So yeah, I think I think it's a lot of pressure from fans oh, eight years ago when they played there <laughs> where, where are they now is it the uh, London Stadium yeah London the Stadium Olympic oh, Stadium yeah, yeah. <laughs> jeez Sorry. yeah been there they're going back down soon so yeah no I had a different thing but yeah no I agree I didn't I wasn't really thinking about that but I think you're right it, it, it's probably like training games for them now and it's just a completely different pressure um, you know, I think when you have that, that pressure from the fans, you know, you're probably not going to maybe take that player on for fear of not um, not beating him and then getting booed. Like, oh, you know, hearing the fans. So now you don't have that. I think players are probably being a bit braver. And with that bravery then, breeds confidence. And then now you're getting the situations you're getting now with the likes of Luke Shaw and, you know, other players who are like, you know, playing out of their skin. But, I, I do think there is a little bit of you can't take the credit all the way from the managers, and I do think that um, that is a sign of a high-level manager or, or a really good manager that can do that. Um, you look at players, um, yeah, like Gundogan, like you said, we could have thought he was out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, other, there's loads of other players where you know you, you're um, you're thinking, okay, that manager's able to you know pull him aside, get the best out of him, and. You know, it's a hard one. When you think about, I know you spoke about Oli, but just jump into Mourinho very quickly. It's a hard one. That's why I don't really understand the Deli Ali situation because he was able to do that with Ndombele. Um, you know, it looked like that was a completely terrible signing and, you know, he just weren't going to cut it in the Premier League and he was he's able to kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, get the best out of him. Yeah. Um, and and that's a sign of a, of a, of a, of a manager that is world-class in terms of man management, and stuff because that you hear footballers say all the time it's in your head 90% in the head or 70% mm-hmm. in the mind so Reno was able to get into his head and 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 now you're seeing the results I don't really understand why he it doesn't it seems like there's a reluctance to do that with Deli Ali and I think jumping back to Oli yeah he, he he must have something or whether it's you know the other guys around whether it's Michael Carrick it could be could be Michael Carrick yep. um, you know but someone is there is definitely getting in the year of the likes of Fred and Lindelof um, even Pogba. Pogba's having a very, very good season. Uh, he's playing a lot better um, than he has uh, in recent times. So, yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. I think the fans releases some of the pressure, but I also think um, whether it's the number twos um, um, or the managers, that they're able to kind of use that fact that there's no fans and to really um, and say the right things, maybe play the right system, to then mm-hmm. get the best out of certain certain players, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mentioned um, 
I think actually in the Phantom show that never happened, uh, that we're going to try this thing on TikTok uh, that's been going around this week where you basically build an 11-a-side team um, and you randomise the teams in the league. Um, so let's say we randomise it and we get Arsenal first. Um, you've then got to take one player from Arsenal that you would fit into this uh, 11. We'll just get it on the way um, and see um, if we pick it up. So I'm going to... Um, randomize if I can uh, randomize range so first up we've got Everton we do one team or one team each uh, we'll do one team we'll do it together we'll do it Ooh, together okay. uh, actually do you know what I like that I like that John Ardino let's do um, let's do one team each um, is so it, is we'll... it a share screen thing or is it just uh, so I've got it up on the Twitch feed I don't know if you can pull that up John um, yeah I'm looking at it now Otherwise, so we'll do John Ardino's first. Actually, no, let's do John Miller's first. Okay. Um, so, John, so first up, you've got Everton. Which player would you take from Everton? I'll take uh, Luca Dean. Dean, and that's a right back, isn't he? Luca Dean or left back? Left back. Yeah, left back. Luca Dean. Okay. Um, cool. And then next up, you've got. Obviously, if Everton comes up. Um, then we skip that. So Aston Villa next. Oh, that's a tricky one. It's gonna. Well, it's not. It's Grealish. It's Grealish. Yeah, it has to be Grealish, Grealish at centre attacking midfield. Yeah. What is this? Uh, so four yeah. three three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. him in. Yeah, get him in the middle. Cool. Uh, next up, you have uh, Fulham. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, <laughs> that is a tough one. I don't even know. That why. is so tough. Oh, this is a starting eleven, yeah. Yeah, no, I think no actually, benches. I think I know exactly who I would take. Oh my word, I am struggling here. <laughs> um, really struggling because there's oh, man, there's other players. He's the best player, Lookman. Lookman in at right wing, that would be, or left? Yeah, right wing. Or do you want him at right or left? He can play both. Yeah, either or. Let's wait and see what the others have been mapping. That was a bad choice. Uh, okay. So you've got Lookman, Dina, and uh, Grealish so far. Next up, you've got Sheffield United. Um. <laughs> Jeez, I'm getting the bogus ones straight away. God, this is tricky. Um, that's, that's really that's a really hard one. I think that's harder than the Fulham one. Yeah, because like no one in their teams really stood out this season, yeah. like at all. I'm really struggling. <laughs> I'm really you could struggling. go for. I mean, their def their defense isn't bad. Defense isn't bad. You got is is, uh, is e Egan's back, isn't he? Yeah, playing. Is he? Centre back or right back? I think he played right back against us. Did he play wrong? Yeah. Uh, we'll put him in at right back. We could move him. If John Aldini, if you can confirm whether he's or Greg in the comments confirm whether he's a centre back or, or a right back. Um, next up, you got Brighton. Um, I'm going to take from Brighton, and I think you can't take Lamptey because isn't he a? He's a Chelsea. Is, wait. Is he a Chelsea player? Still? Tarek Lamptey is at Brighton, but... No, nah, we, saw, we sold him. Malpe? 
I was thinking Malpay, but I, I would put Basuma. Oh yeah, Basuma. I was having yeah. to go Trossard or Basuma. That's the two I was thinking of, Trossard or Basuma. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Basuma. Egan's a centre back, by the way. Yeah, I thought he was a centre back. Okay, yeah. so we put Egan in at centre back. Solid mate. Got um, me a lot of points last season. Is it B I S S O U M A? Think so. All right, Basuma. I put him in at centre midfield. This team is rascal. <laughs> uh, next no, up, you got, you got Man City got now. You got Man City now. Oh, what space is needed? So you've got uh, goalie, centre back, right back, CDM, right wing, and striker. Oh man, I'm going to need a goalie. Can't Edison. believe I'm ignoring the outfield players, but yeah, he's, yeah. So me, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. That's where I would have gone. Ariola from from uh, Fulham. I was thinking Ariola, but yeah, I. I uh, yeah, you got you got Leicester next. Um, let's get the let's let's uh, sew up the uh, the midfield and get um. No, let's have a striker. Let's put Vardy. Let's go Vardy. Vardy at striker. I was going to go Madison, but I'm, I'm holding out for. Him, yeah, definitely. well, you got CDM as your position to fill. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, it's not the best. Uh, mm. next up. Seems awful. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, still got a centre back, right back. Size, please. Roman Size, and what is he a right? Where where does he play? He can play. He can play anywhere. That's what <laughs> I've got in my squad. He's got the whole. He can play across the whole back four. All right. Okay. So what are you putting him in as a right back or a centre back? Let's get him in at um, right or centre back. I'll put him in at right back. Um. Next up, you've got uh, Arsenal. Centre back, centre mid, uh, CDM, and right wing. Well, we're gonna, have, we're gonna have to party hard, mate. We have to party hard. Thomas Partey. Yeah, it's a Partey party. All right, there we go. Thomas Partey. Um, and then you got two more. Solid. Two Partey more, Basuma. Two more positions Solid. to fill. Um, this one you've got uh, Southampton. Is the first team we've not got. Uh, have I got two more positions? Yeah, you got right wing and centre back. Probably got to be a centre back, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who plays at centre back? Uh, Vestergaard and Ben. Oh, Vestergaard and Ben. Uh, ben uh, Vestergaard. Vestergaard. Yeah. And then that means, as Unit. your right wing position, you will have to choose someone from Leeds. Which I can't remember. Let's put um, what's his name in there? Um, Thiago's brother. Thiago's brother. Oh, what Rafinha? Yeah, yeah, he can do a job. Yeah, Rafinha. Something like that. Yeah, Rafinha. Um, all right. So you've got Edison in goal, Digne at left back, Vestergaard and Egan at centre backs, Roman Sice at right back, a midfield of Thomas Partey, Basuma, and Jack Grealish. Then right wing Rafinha, Jamie Vardy at centre uh, forward, and Adamola Lutman at left wing. It's not bad. Not yet. It's actually That's not bad. Team, <laughs> it's actually not bad. I thought it was going to be worse when I was doing right. it, but it's very, solid. Top very, very solid. Very, very solid. Yeah, solid. I, I think, listen, that's one nils and one one draws. You know, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, sneaking a win. You're not scoring many goals. Again. You've got Edison, Basuma, and Partey. No, nah, you're not, not bad. You know, it's not you're a not bad scoring. midfield. Um, right, John Aldinho. Um, let's do yours. Uh, John Aldinho. There we go. Um, 
so your first team is going to be Southampton. So, so I can't use one of the players I already used, right? Uh, I was. Mm, yeah, yeah. Let's do it like right. that. Okay. Who do I choose from Southampton? Uh, let me put. Uh, let me put Redman in. Redman. Okay. Where Where do you want uh, to play him? One of the wings. I put, I put him on the left wing. Left wing. I like Redman. Nathan Redman. Uh, so next up, you have randomised Burnley. Uh, Tarkovsky, centre back. Good choice, good choice. Uh, James Tarkovsky. Uh, next after that, you have Leicester. Um, I can't remember the other centre back's name. Ah, uh, what's his name? Soyuncu. Soyuncu. Yeah, it's yeah. a big shout uh, actually. Soyon Chu I don't think I've spelled that maybe right, but um yeah, he's he's uh he's been good since he's come back to fitness as well. Uh now you've got Man City. City, right? Yeah, Man City. Um I'm gonna put Aguero up top. Aguero. I feel like Aguero is almost yeah. like that forgotten man in that team now. Like you see him so rarely see him play anymore. Um so your next one was gonna be uh Brighton. Brighton. Man, I was gonna pick Vasimo before I shouldn't have said anything. No, you shouldn't have mate. But I think I'll put Lamptey at left back. Lamptey at left back, yeah, I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Uh Lamptey. So now you got West Ham next. Um, let me get Declan Rice that's what I would have gone for I was hoping you wouldn't <laughs> um, so your next team uh, is going to be Man United bookkeeper Cam centre mid and right, right wing. Oh, so Rashford. You, I put Rashford. Rashford at right Rashford wing. Yeah. Surprised you didn't take Bruno Fernandes at CAM, but yeah. you've locked it in now. It's all good. <laughs> uh, you got that. Liverpool next. Uh, Alisson. Alisson. Uh, Alisson. Uh, in goal. Uh, so next up uh, was Sheffield United. I don't think you've had someone from them yet. Nah, not yet. Um, hmm. Oh, that's tough. I don't. Who's their right back? Because I feel like he played well against us. Uh, yeah, look it up. I, there's one player that I think it might be, but I don't want to say it because I if I, I want to hold him back in case I get Sheffield. Basham. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Basham's a good one. You happy with that? Yeah, I put Bashman in. Um, next up, you have Everton. So you got centre midfield and CAM left. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, I'll put Andre Gomez at centre midfield. Oh. <laughs> Horrendous. I, I like him. I like him. I know I could have put like... Um, what's Hammers. His name? I thought you were going to go Hammers. Hammers. No, man. I... In the middle of the park. 
He's turned down Hammers. It's not that good. Come on, that's not that good. Last stop, I think you Arsenal. So you got CAM, Arsenal. If you got You know what? You know what? Yeah. Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe. Yeah, Odegaard. Nice. I think my team beats your team, John. Yeah, so John Aldinho's team is uh, Allison and Gold, Tariq Lamptey at left back, James Tarkowski and Sionchu at centre backs, um, Basham at right back, Declan Rice, Andre Gomez, Martin Odegaard in the midfield, uh, Rashford, Aguero, and Nathan Redman. Oh, your team is getting slapped. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, your team's getting slapped, but Allison's going to pass it out to Pursuba and he's going to tip it in. Um, right, let's do, uh, I'll try and run through mine. Uh, fairly quickly so I've got to avoid um, the players that you guys have already picked bear with me I'll just paste this in here um, yeah I think there's still a few clubs that haven't come up at all um, so let's just we haven't had Tottenham yet have we we yeah. haven't had Spurs so yeah if I, I get that just, yeah. definitely going to get probably Harry, Harry Kane in there um, so and West Brom randomised range we've got Aston Villa um, I tempted to take. Oh, actually, I'll take Tyrone Mings at centre back. I think he's been very consistent this year. Uh, next up, we have West Brom. Um, Perea is West Brom, isn't he? Yep. Um, I'm going to take him as a centre midfield. Um, first one from West Brom too. Yeah, I didn't think they'd come up. Uh, now we've got Liverpool. I'll take uh, Saido Mane at um, left wing. And wow. then next up... Oh, I should have taken VVD, really, shouldn't I? But um, randomised range. Wolves. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Connor Cody at centre-back from Wolves. Uh, next we have Leicester. Uh, I who's their um, Ndidi is their their defensive Ndidi, midfielder. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, he's quality. I'll go with Ndidi. Um, Randomised range again. Crystal Palace. They haven't come up. That's got to be Wilf Zaha. Oh, I could could go with Easy. I'm going to go with Zaha. I'm going to put him on the right wing. He usually plays on down the left, but I think he could drop in either side. Um, next we have Fulham, um, which I'm not left with too many positions. I would, I would like to, my heart says Tom Kearney, my head says, um, Alphonse Ariola, um, but I'm going to go with my heart and say Tom Kearney in at CAM, which is, um, might be a, a mistake that I've made there. Um, West Ham... <laughs> Uh, Cresswell does Cresswell play right back or left back right back right I thought he was left is he left he might be left yeah I think he's left yeah he's left. I'm going to take left. Cresswell then at left back said that with such confidence Ooh. or do I want Antonio <laughs> as a striker no I'll take Cresswell I'm going to hold out for um, someone like Cavani up front uh, Arsenal next Arsenal been in all, all three of them haven't they should I take a, a Bamiang as a Centre forward. Well, I don't so, think I had Arsenal. Would you have? Would you have him as a centre forward? You did. You had Odegaard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. my bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's when he's on form, he's 
top four, top four. Yeah, Aubameyang. He should be there. No I've got a good like my front three is is African power, man. I've got Zaha, Aubameyang, and Mane. That's like yeah, yeah. that's seriously pace. good. Pace <laughs> yeah, pure it. pace. Yeah. Um, and next up, uh, have I had a Southampton player yet? I don't think I have. Um, I don't really want McCarthy. The only two positions I got left is right back and goalie. Who's a right back at Southampton? Might have to be. Um... Why don't you go Ward Prowse? Wait, I can't have him at right back or goalkeeper. Right back. Yeah, who's oh. at, who's Southampton's starting right back? It's Walker Peters there. Yeah. Carl yeah. Walker Peters. That is a big shout. Yeah, he's actually. Yeah, that's a very good one. But that does mean I'm stuck with whatever this randomizes on. <laughs> I've got to take their. I've got to take their goalie, which is Newcastle. Um, hey, Carl Darlow's quality. Isn't it Dubravka? Darlow's in at the moment, but he's he's been playing well. I I'm, I'm going to take Dubrav, Dubravka, who I think is their starting goalie. Usually, he must is, be he's injured. injured, but I don't know if he's going to get back in, mate. Darlow's been seriously good. So yeah, whose team? Maybe we'll put those up on um, we'll put those up on social this week and get people to vote um, whose team would actually win. Um, my team ends up with Dubravka, Cresswell, Mings, Cody, Walker, Peters, Wilf and Didi, Perea. My midfield is is shaky actually. And Didi, Perea, and Kearney, um, with Zaha, Abamyang, and Saido Mane up front. Straight long balls. Yeah, straight <laughs> right midfield. I think. I think John Antonio's team is is probably the best, but what? Yeah, I think it is. Allison, Lamptey, Tarkovsky, Sayonchu. It's Declan Rice. I mean, you got Thomas Partey, I guess. Come on, man. I just think Partey's, Partey's gonna get injured and Partey. Arteta's gonna give him. You're gonna give him a pushback <laughs> on the pitch. You're gonna, you're, gonna win, you're gonna win some penalties, and Adam <laughs> Lookman's gonna step up. Yeah, and, and uh, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Um, so yeah, we'll put those up on social media. We'll get people to vote on those um, this week, uh, and then yeah, next week on the show, we'll uh, let you know uh, who you guys chose to win that. Um, fixtures this week. What have you thought of um, midweek FA Cup? Enjoyed it, or does it feel a bit weird? I think it's, it does seem a bit strange to have midweek FA Cup games that are yeah. not replays. Yeah, um, it, is, it is very odd. Do you think um, Do you think the Spurs game last night was maybe one of the contenders for the best game of the season? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights and, um, yeah, it looked, it looked in, in, an incredible game uh, to watch. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're not a Spurs fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, even then, up until... Um, Bernard got the goal. You, you'd have thought, yeah, you know, we could, we could do this here. Like the whole of the game in terms of the end to end, you might have been disappointed with the defences, but it was good to see them all going for it, especially with there being games on the weekend. Um, it was good to see, you know, you know, Kane, you know, he played some part. He played the whole game. Calvert Lewin, you know, they, you know, Charleston was there. There's some, you know, it was good. It was well contested. Um, it's probably yeah, game, probably FA Cup game of the game of the season so far for sure yeah, yeah it was like a FIFA game it's weird yeah it, was, yeah it was great to watch it was great to watch yeah swung back and forwards yeah I, I, I think it was it was a good game to watch and I, I don't I think in those games you can't like you can't look too 
you know, badly on the on the win, on the loss rather. So like from a Spurs point of view, that's not the same as as losing one nil at home to to someone else. You know what I mean? Like in the Premier League, that was a anyone could have won that game once it got to that four all stage. Um, so yeah, but it's probably you know the the bad thing about that game is that it's it's one less trophy that Spurs can get their hands on this year. It's yeah. one less lifeline for Mourinho. Um, trophy Mourinho. Trophy Mourinho, yeah, is looking looking less and less likely um, this year. So tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, sorry, on Saturday, um, there's two huge games in the Premier League. First up, we've got the 12.30 game, which is um, Liverpool travelling uh, to Leicester, to the King Power Stadium. I was going to say the Walkers Stadium, which it used to be uh, called for Leicester, yeah. but um, the King Power Stadium to take on, um, yeah, Leicester. Now, is that a good time? If you're if you're Leicester, you, you kind of looking forward to that game. I always, I always have a slight feeling that um, Brendan Rodgers still has a huge soft spot for Liverpool, and I could also see possibly Brendan Rodgers still managing Liverpool again um, later in in his managerial career. Um, but yeah, Liverpool versus Leicester. Do you think Leicester will be kind of thinking, right? Let's let's continue. Um, you know this this Liverpool team that's maybe on the ropes at the moment. We we've got a good chance of beating them at the moment. Or do you think you know Leicester are one of those teams that probably go into every single game thinking that thinking this is ours to win? Um, John, I don't think, you know, what's your thoughts? Yeah, Liverpool Liverpool want to you know they want to come back and rectify what happened last week. And also Leicester haven't been playing well themselves, so. It can go either way, man. Mm. Um, I think uh, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind a, a Madison Vardy um, link up. Masterclass. And, um, yeah, masterclass. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. John, what's your thoughts on that game? Who t- who takes uh, who takes the points? Um, I mean, the betting man would probably say Leicester. I think although they haven't been um, playing that well I think they're still getting they're playing, playing better than Liverpool and they have been picking yep. up some results um, I think their big players are in better form and obviously Vardy's he had an injury he weren't playing that well and then he's had an injury he's come back so he's going to be raring to go Madison's um, yep. on fire I can't see I can't see Liverpool winning it but they have got grit and they have got determination and they are trying to play their way out of it so I'm going to sit on the fence and go for a 2-2 draw so dead man no I want I want Liverpool, I want Leicester to win and I, and I I think Leicester will score but you know Salah scored not against City but the game before he got a couple he got a couple of goals and he hasn't scored for a while I can definitely see him getting 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 on the score sheet they jammy some somehow, man. I reckon they'll get a penalty. <laughs> I, I reckon they'll get a, a, a late penalty, yeah. and, and they'll sneak a draw. Greg says um, that he's, he's certain every prediction from John is a two-two these days. Two-two-one-one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I've had a few of them right. I've had a, I've had a good few of them right. I'm gonna say three-one <laughs> to Liverpool. That's gonna be my turn it around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll see. I I, I absolutely love that uh, the the midweek or the, sorry the midday kickoff on a Saturday. I think that's like my favourite fixture of the week. Unless Arsenal, um, 
because yeah unless it's Arsenal or, or <laughs> Fulham like but like um, I think <laughs> it's always at that it's at that sweet spot of the weekend where it's like Saturday morning or Saturday midday um, you've got the whole weekend ahead of you um, whereas I always feel like although the best game kicks off at 4.30 on a Sunday usually um, there's a little bit of like that Sunday blues have kicked in by then um, and it's it's back to uh, back to work tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to such such a blockbuster game being the um, the midday kickoff um, on Saturday. Uh, later in the evening, though, five thirty kickoff is at the Etihad, and it's um, Pep Guardiola going back up against uh, the old Jose Mourinho um, rival, uh, Man City taking on Spurs. John, what's your predictions for this one? Greg saying we're so fucked in the chat. So. Um, yeah, well, well, this one's for you, Greg. I can't see this one being two-two. So, uh, yeah, I think you're going to get your asses kicked. Um, I, I think it's going to be four-nil. Four-nil. Oh. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I don't it's know. Better. Like, I see no evidence at the moment that Spurs have another gear that they could turn up and say, you know, surprise City and come out the blocks fast or whatever i think certainly at the moment while they haven't got maybe some of these transitional players that particularly lo celso um that Mourinho keeps talking about lo celso being injured at the moment um and and how you know that's a, that's a big loss for them but they just haven't showed any any evidence of um <laughs> lo celso is so crucial says greg but um <laughs> they haven't showed any evidence that they can hit city because i think against a team like city you need to come out the blocks fly and you can't sit deep and try and defend 90 minutes against a system like that it just doesn't it just doesn't work um yeah. but yeah i i don't think it will be four nil um but i i think two two nil i would go with two nil to city yeah i think i do i'm sticking with four nil what i will say is Yes, we're having a go at Liverpool and obviously more because, you know, our podcast mates uh, are calling our Liverpool fans as well. You know, we're just having a little dig. But when Liverpool are in a game like that, they play at a high level. I mean, yeah. you guys watched that game. That was a high level game. I think Liverpool played really well and they got the goal. Obviously, yeah, they got beaten in the end, but they got, they, they've got the players and they played at a high level until they, you know, City got the goals and they just kind of, you know, psychologically kind of lost it. And obviously, Alisson didn't help really, to be mm. fair. Two of those goals were giveaways. So if you take those away, you know, you're, you're looking at 2-1 and it was a high level. I, I don't, like you just said, just carrying on from what you said, I don't see um, Spurs playing at that level at the mm. moment. They're just not playing at that level. The midfield um, doesn't seem right. Again, maybe it's down to Lascelles, so maybe not. And I just, I don't see Kane getting, them getting enough of the ball to get service to Kane. I just don't see him getting enough of the ball, which is why I say nil. So, yeah, I, I, I could take a two nil, but I'm going to go with four. Um, but um, I, I can't see him scoring just because I just don't think they can go to that level, that level that Liverpool went to to keep up with City for a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, I just don't think, I can't see it. I can't see it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, I think we all agree with that. John Ardino, final prediction for that game? Um, 3-0 City. 3-0 to City. So, yeah, none of us have, have backed Spurs to even even score a goal. Um, and, of course, you know, Man City with one of the best defensive records in the Premier League this year. Probably, I would imagine, Man City's best ever defensive record um, 
in the Premier League thus far. Um, I don't know, Vincent Company might have something to say about that, but um, they certainly look, you know, they look good at the back and, and Spurs don't look like they're particularly prolif- prolific um, up front. Um, the final game that I just want a couple of predictions for is Arsenal taking on Leeds. That's the Super Sunday 4.30 kickoff. Um I will go three, first three on this. Leads. All right, maybe John John Aldini will go first. <laughs> sorry, three one leads. Sorry. Three one leads. Get out um, of the way. I think this will be a cracking game to watch. Um, I think we might see um, Odegaard get the nod uh, for his his first Premier League start, um, and I can imagine you know Leeds kind of just throw everything um, at the wall and, and and see what sticks. Um, so I think it's going to be a very open game. I think it'll be free-flowing and, and enjoyable to watch. And I'm going to say Arsenal take this game because I think Leeds are not as good as everyone says they are. Um, and I think Arsenal win this one uh, three... I think it'll be 3-2 because um, Leeds are certainly capable of scoring goals. It's just they leave a lot of gaps at the back as well. Um, John, the, the Arsenal fan on today's podcast, what's your thoughts for this game on Sunday? Uh, I haven't bet a- against Arsenal enough this season in terms of the actual results. I've, I've kind of backed them and it hasn't quite worked. Um, but I agree with you. They're very, I say they're very similar teams in terms of they're not defending very well. That's the mm-hmm. similarity. I think they play better football. Where is it? It's at the Emirates. Yeah, at Arsenal. Oh, man. I don't, honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's, I can't go for a 2-2 two, two draw in this one. I can't sit on the fence, unfortunately, lads. Um my, sorry, sorry, it's meant to be a quick one, isn't it? Bielsa, I think Bielsa might might he, might outmaster the young lion, and I'm going to go for three two the other way around. Nice. Yeah, I just think Bielsa is is a good manager, and it's just it's uh, Arteta needs time. And it, if we're not going to get rid of him, it looks like we're not. And Arteta out ain't really gathering enough gathering any uh, steam. Then I think he's going to need a few seasons before he can sort of outwit some of these higher level managers. Um, and unless Arsenal are really, really on it, and it's mm. not twelve thirty, so they might be, then I can't, I can't see us winning that game. Interesting. Well, I hope that you know both of us are right in terms of there's going to be at least five goals in the game that make it exciting to watch um, for for all neutrals. Um, and I'll certainly be tuning into that. Um, hopefully, you guys will be tuning into our podcast next week. Um, we should be out on 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 Monday, but if you follow us on social media, we'll um we'll keep you updated with uh, which day the the podcast will be on next week. Um, trying to kind of fit it around everyone's everyone's schedules and uh and you know when the Liverpool fans are available, um, we'll let you know because uh, that'll hopefully be the day that it is. <laughs> but um yeah, thanks for listening today, um John and John Aldinho, thanks for joining me uh, on the show, and um, also thanks uh, to uh, co-host. Greg, who has also been uh, uh, present in the in the chat uh, for us today. Um, obviously, if you're listening on uh, on Spotify, iTunes, all of those, uh, make sure you follow the show. And likewise, um, give us a follow on Twitch if you're watching on there. We'd appreciate that. Um, and yeah, until then, I guess we'll see you all on the next show. Have a good week, boys. You too.